I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. And ladies and gentlemen, training camp is underway. We are two days into training camp now. Two days under the belt now. Dale has been going to the Steelers' Southside facility, the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. He's been baking in the hot sun. He's been watching these guys run with football and shorts. It's still football and shorts. But it's still good to see things back at training camp. Dale, what's it like getting your, your boots back on the ground and getting your first couple days in? Um, boring because, of course, the first two days are acclimation <laughs> period. So they're not really in pads. Um, you know, it's just kind of a, a, you know, more an extended version of what we saw in OTAs and then minicamp. Um, but everybody's here. Everybody's presumably healthy since the Steelers didn't put anybody on the pup list and uh, they're playing football. They're getting ready to play football. Exactly. That's the thing is they're still getting ready. I, of all the things that get overhyped about everything, when, when, you know, mini camp, rookie camp, and even right now at training camp, what seems to be the newest thing that everyone wants to overhype is how Ben Roethlisberger looks. And of course it even happened before training camp officially opened on Thursday when they, when the Steelers simply arrived, there was just a couple pictures taken of Ben Roethlisberger with him wearing a shirt that said the words different, the word different on it. And people say, Oh, he looks in great shape. Oh, he looks in bad shape. Oh, he looks kind of the same. And Dale, it was driving me nuts. I'm like, literally training camp is here and it's still the same nonsense of we're making mountains from molehills. Yeah, I mean, it all stems from the report a couple uh, last week, I guess it was, where a guy supposedly talked to somebody in Ben Roethlisberger's camp. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how you get a camp. Right. I don't know what qualifies you to have a camp. Um, I guess if you buy a camp, you have a camp. I don't have a camp myself. Uh, I've never had I've never had a camp. I'm not important enough to have a camp, I guess. But uh Roethlisberger kind of laughed that one off uh, on on Thursday talking about you know how his camp uh is his wife his trainer and his agent and he said I know none of those guys none of those three talked to the person who was supposedly talked to my camp uh about you know my <laughs> my you know what I my diet and those kind of things um 
he's been on the same diet essentially for the last three years or four yeah. years or five years since about since the time he turned 35. Um, you know, people could talk about, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and his weight. They don't call him little Ben. No. Uh, he wasn't going to be a guy who got smaller or leaner than, as he got older. You know, people talk about the Tom. Well, look at what Tom Brady does. Go back and look at Tom Brady's photos. Yeah. From when he was drafted. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady looks like Steve Rogers pre. <laughs> pre getting the huge jokes. I'm here for him. The, the super soldier for, for him. That's what he looked like. He had a concave chest, for God's sakes. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger's never been that guy. He's always been a big dude. Mm-hmm. You know, he's listed at, at 6'5", 240 pounds. Um, you know, I, I'm a reasonably big guy myself. I'm, you know, 6'1", 205. And he dwarfs me. That That's the reality of the situation. Um, you know, that has, that has done him well over the years to be that big. That's how he has the strength to shake off, uh, you know, would be uh, defensive ends trying to get him on the ground and things of that nature, blitzing defensive backs. Uh, so, you know, to expect him to suddenly show up and be 220 pounds is not realistic. No, it's silly. In fact, it's, it's beyond silly. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Did anybody ever complain about, uh, about Jerome Bettis's weight? There were times in Jerome Bettis's career where he was pushing 300 pounds. Yeah. And they, they never listed that, but we all know that was the case. Yeah. People, you know, people get caught up in these listed weights and things of that nature. You know, when, when Casey Hampton, Casey Hampton was listed, I believe at three, three Oh five or something like that, maybe three fifteen. Um, there were times when Casey Hampton's butt cheeks weighed that much. <laughs> Seriously. So don't get caught up in the way. By the same token, I know for a fact that James Ferrier, who was listed, I think, at around 230 or 235, by the end of his career was weighing in around 215 because he wanted to get lighter and faster. Yeah. But he was he was a leaner athlete. You know, so don't get caught up in all the weight stuff. It's it's silly, meaningless stuff, anyways. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, for you know. I was listed as, as being six, three in the newspaper in high school because I was, I was a starting center on, on my, on my basketball team. And he couldn't have a center who was, it was six, one, uh, you know, so I had to be listed at six, three. So, you know, it is what it is. The, that stuff's all high direct. Yeah. So it's yeah. all direct. And as Roethlisberger said, it, nobody in his quote unquote camp talked to this guy. Right. And it's again, it's the same diet he's been on for the la- for the last four or five years. It's I love nothing how, new. I loved how he said, "I've never eaten avocado ice cream or you know just stuff like that." It, but it's just like, come on, like with the whole oh he's he's been eating he's been he's been beating uh, Tom Brady's diet. It's like, look, Ben Ben was fine last year physically, outside of the fact that he had to rehab an elbow. But right. his, his his health has never been anything that 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 stopped him. From being who he is and listen he's 38 now like for the people like well why can't 39 39 exactly my point that's my point exactly he's 39 and people are like oh why well why can't he run around them nobody can run around at that age tom, tom brady, brady doesn't run around tom brady doesn't run uh, doesn't run a bit he, roethlisberger's he still he's still more mobile than tom brady is right no matter how how people want to look at that you know and the thing about it i i had a question um in my, in the comments on, on my story uh, about today, one of my stories today or yesterday, I should say, I'm losing track of all the days <laughs> story. of um, one of my story, a question on one of my stories. Well, how does Ben Roethlisberger look 
And one of my favorite posters got on there and said, well, this person reported he looked exactly the same as he did last year in terms of throwing the football. I don't, I don't know who you're listening to. I don't know who, who is making that comment that he looks the same. He does not look the same. Last year at this time, we hadn't seen Ben Roethlisberger throw a football yet in person. Right. So to suggest, so to suggest that he looks the same as that is asinine. Yeah. He doesn't look like that. He looks like a guy who is, who is got a fresh arm. That's what he looks like last year. If you remember in training camp, Mike Tomlin was talking about how balls were fluttering out of his hands a little bit because people said, well, you know, he looks like he's throwing a pretty tight spiral. And Tomlin kept saying, hey, I've seen tighter spirals from him. Right. Well, I'm not seeing any of those flutter balls anymore. Mm-hmm. Last year at this time, you were just happy to see him throwing a football because he had just undergone a, a major elbow surgery less than a year before that. So to expect him to, to, to not look better than what he did last year, no, that, that's not the expectation. The expectation is for him to be better, and he said he feels better. Right. He, does, he hasn't thrown a football in over a month. Last year at this time, again, he was still rehabbing his elbow. He was throwing a football every day leading up to training camp. Yeah. He didn't take very many days off in training camp because of that. You know, he's still trying to get his arm back to where he, where he wanted it to be, and we saw at the end of the season – what happened to him? What happened with that? Yeah. Yeah, he wore down at the end of the season. In retrospect, should we have been surprised by that? Probably not. Right. Probably not. It just makes sense. And when you – again, this is a guy who's at the end at the end of his career here. You know, when you look around the league, when you saw how Peyton Manning's career ended, even though he won a Super Bowl, that his arm was nothing like it like it used to be drew Brees last year drew Brees could drew Brees couldn't throw a football 15 yards last year and that was that was how bad ben ain't ain't near that yet and that's where i think that people are 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 over exaggerating when he says oh his arm's gonna be his his arm's fine and dale i know you can't say what you've seen in team practice in team practice mode over the last two practices but you saying that the ball isn't fluttering out of his hand, the ball is going is feeling pretty comfortable. And I mean, and he even said in his interviews, he's like, "Hey, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm th- the most I threw between, you know, NFL mini camp and uh and and the start of training camp was with my kids in the backyard. His arm is going to be rested, it's going to be ready. And again, he's going to know this team. And I know that he said like, you know, his kids are making him flashcards to help with that. And I think that was just Ben being cute with the, with, with the media. He knows this offense. I know it's, it's a new offensive coordinator, but he knows what's going on. They're not going to try to make him relearn how to make the wheel. Come on. This is, this is simply about, Hey, let's get, let's get reacclimated with, with, with a few new concepts. Let's make sure that we're, we're ready and we're healthy. Let's make sure everyone's healthy and let's get to work with this new offensive line. You got a new center. We'll talk about him in the next segment. And you got Najee Harris. You're working in here. It's all about just gelling with this group because they do got a lot of new faces on the offense. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're going to, uh, you know, it's going to take some time for that to all gel together. Uh, so maybe you, you won't see Roethlisberger take as many practices off, uh, but he is healthy. He's rested and ready to go. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. We come back back on Thursday when training camp opened, Mike Tomlin said something. It doesn't mean a whole lot, but he did talk about two starters for the Hall of Fame game that I'm sure Steelers fans will be excited to see play and get their first glimpses of them in some action. We're going to talk about that. First, got to cut to this quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. 
here on the Wally Carter Steelers Podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. Remember, you can subscribe to all our podcasts on this platform on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are hosted. Again, I'm Chris Carter here with Dale Lolly, breaking things down two days into training camp. Now, Dale, Mike Tomlin did reveal as sort of a nugget. Now, it was very tongue-in-cheek because he mentioned it was, the, it was just the Hall of Fame game, but he did reveal that rookie center Kendrick Green would start at center for the for the Hall of Fame game against the Cowboys in a couple of weeks, and then Antoine Brooks is looking like the starting slot for that game. Now Antoine Brooks, last year a late round pick from Maryland, a, a guy who was more of a box safety who was kind of twitchy and really quick in spaces, but you know wasn't you know wasn't sure if he'd have the the ability to be a deep safety. This looks closer to what he his skill set could be and you and I had talked about this after seeing him run around in minicamp as far as you know what you know what some of these guys were looking like and again it's just we're just seeing these guys in football in shorts and Mike Tomlin even said take this for what you will because it's just the 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 hall of fame game some people are going to ride this to the moon and say hey you know these are the starters this is the future Dale I think this is just them feeling out and saying, okay, guys, you've, you've looked okay in these, in these warmups that we've been doing. Let's see how you do in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think Tomlin's point was, these are the guys that are going to get, we're going to play these guys a lot in that hall of fame game. Uh, so let's get them acclimated. They're new guys, uh, tech, realistically new guys in the starting lineup. Uh, you know, we, we saw, you know, some of them last year, uh, but not a ton. Uh, in the case of, in the case of green, not at all. So, you know, they're, they're going to need to to get up to speed on playing NFL football. So, you know, let's, let's get it, let's get it going here and let's get it started. I'll say this though. 
Uh, I haven't seen too many instances over the years, and this is year 28 for me. Yeah, you've been seeing this a lot. Where they've had a, a, a rookie or a new guy open, uh, a, a rookie in particular. There's not many instances I can think of, if any, where they've had a rookie open camp as the starter and not be the starter on opening day. Now, the thing is, Dale, is, and, and this is something we got asked a lot going into this going into this training camp, was would B.J. Finney be the guy until they feel that Kendrick Green is ready? Do you think that says a lot about his ability to communicate? Because Ben did say in passing back on Thursday, he was like, hey, you know, he did all right. You know, no one can replace Pouncey, but, you know, the, he, he we didn't fumble a snap, and, uh, and he, he, was, he was calling out the calls. Do you think that is a, that is a legitimate step to show that, hey, he's at least risen to the challenges that they presented him? Yeah, I think so. And and I'll tell you what, athletically, he's pretty damn good. Okay. Okay. Uh, there was some stuff that I saw that I've seen over these first couple of days that like, okay. All right, young man. That All that's right. some that's some of the stuff that I saw watching your tape at Illinois. Uh, and maybe even a little bit beyond that. So um, you know, I think the kid can play. And I think he's gonna I think Steeler fans are gonna like him. He is a uh he's he's a ball of fire out there and he does a lot of Stuff that uh, reminds you of uh, some other centers that the, the Steelers had here. I'm not going to put him on that pedestal. I'm not going to do that <laughs> to the young man. Uh, but I, I like what I see. Let's put it that's, let's put it that way. I mean, the Steelers have maybe the greatest collection of centers in NFL history between Mike Webster, Damani Dawson, and then you throw in Marquise Pouncey. That's a pretty crazy trio to have, and, and it's a pretty crazy legacy to be coming after. You know, a guy who was first team All 2010 NFL. Um, or all NFL 2010s uh, for that decade team. Uh, but still, I think it says a lot that he's, 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 he, that they're, that they're sounding confident about him, that he's able to make calls and that he's looking athletic out there too. That means that he's believing in himself. He's, he's not feeling like holding back. Those are all really positive things that you want to see out of, out of your young center that's gelling into your offensive line. Um, Dale, I, I just, there, there's so many questions. The offensive line is one of the biggest question marks of this season. If this offensive line stinks, this team is in a lot of trouble. But if they're even just decent, they don't have to even be great. Just a decent offensive line that that does the that does the minimum on the run game and make sure Ben doesn't get hit too much. This could be a very dangerous football team. At least that's how I feel it. Yeah, I mean, I think people are 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 kind of uh, looking at this and going, "Well, it's 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 going to be an awful offensive line." What was last year's offensive line? Mm-hmm. If you're looking just at the run metrics, uh, they were not very good. They were at the bottom of the league. And yet somehow the, still, the team still went 12 and four. Yeah. Um, they've got the same offensive weapons back on the outside. And they've added to it with Najee Harris. They've added to it with Pat Fryermuth. Um, the defense should be one of the top defenses in, in, in the league this year. In fact, football outsiders... Uh, came out with their almanac uh, earlier this week or late last week, I should say. And they're saying that the Steelers, by their metrics, should have the number one defense in the league this year. Mm. Uh, they were not the number one defense in the league last year. I think they were second or third. They were, I think they were number three in points. Yes. And I think they ended up second. They may have been first last year in football outsiders metrics. But mm. regardless, uh, it's going to be a dangerous defense. Um, that can carry you a long way. Again, they're the defending AFC North champions, not the Browns not the Ravens. Right. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens here. I know everybody's focused on what happened in the playoffs and I get it. That was the last game of the, of the season. Nobody talks about the 38, seven beatdown that the, uh, that the Steelers put on the Browns at Heinz field early, you know, midway through last season. 
when they um, had most of their team. Nobody's talking about the Steelers sweeping the Ravens last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. I mean, that's why they play the games. Uh, I'm not saying, uh, you know, I, I haven't made my pick yet here. I probably won't pick the Steelers to win the division this year. That's the way the AFC North goes. Yeah. But these 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 people picking the Steelers to win six or seven games, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, that, I, don't, I don't see it. They won eight games two years ago with, with, with Mason with Rudolph and Devlin Hodges. Devlin Hodges starting six games for them. Yeah. And they, and they won, and they went eight and eight. Devlin Hodges won't be an NFL player this year. No. You know, so, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I've, I've covered too many of these things. Um, again, this is season 28, and I've seen three losing, se- three losing campaigns here for the Steelers. They'll yeah. find a way to get it done. Right. I, I feel like that, that they will inevitably pull it together and find the answers that they need. I mean, it's also these misconceptions that, like you said, are, are just made of the offensive line from people that just want to make these things up. I mean, Mike Greenberg, and I get it. Some of these guys nationally, they don't got time to stare at a team and, and look at them the way that you and I do. But Mike Greenberg went on Get on a, get, a, get Up uh, on ESPN, uh, was it Thursday morning, I think, and he was talking about, oh, well, Ben took a lot of hits last year from that offensive line, and he's going to be – Ben didn't take a lot of hits. Like, he's one of the least hit quarterbacks in the league. And it's it's just – people have these preconceived notions of what's going to happen with this team. And I, I just, and, and some of them maybe are just based on what they hope happens with this team. I, you know, I, I don't know, but I, well, you know, know, it's, it's a kind of, it's a kind of thing, Chris, where, uh, you know, if you think back to the old Warren Sapp uh, comment about, you know, the Steelers Mm, are old, old, slow and done. If you say stuff like that long enough, if you say, uh, you know, there was another uh, radio host in, in Pittsburgh who, from about the year 2000 on continued to say that Jerome Bettis was done mm-hmm. and he, all he did was play five more years. If you say somebody's done long enough for a long enough time, eventually it goes back to the, be right. the Mike Tannenbaum thing, who's been saying for three years now that Ralph is <laughs> done. Eventually you're going to be right. Eventually. Right. And nobody's going to know, you know, will anybody remember that? Well, I, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, and maybe I'm completely raw off, off, uh, you know, off, off the, reservation on this thing maybe i have no idea what i'm talking about but this does not look like a six or seven win team to me there's too there's too much talent there there's too much all pro talent on this roster and and there's too much depth at the skill positions and and things of that nature for this to be a six or seven win team i just i'll believe it when i see it i'm with you i'm gonna believe it when i see it type of deal and again i you know i was talking to on a a chicago radio show brought me on to do bets and they said the over under is the steelers at eight and a half wins and i'm like take the over i mean on top of the fact that they had one of the best defenses the nfl last year they still got a franchise quarterback they got a playmaker running back now and they still got those receivers they've never had a losing season under mike tomlin and to have eight wins they'd have a losing season it would take some cataclysmic injuries to put them in that position and we've even seen when they've had cataclysmic injuries they've still found a way to avoid losing seasons so uh you know i'm right with you dale I, I, this is an organization that knows how to pull it together. Um, I think it's very interesting that we're seeing Kendrick Green make this this kind of progress as a rookie. We'll see what kind of progress actually shows up in a couple of weeks during that Hall of Fame game, which we'll be covering right here on DKPittsburghSports.com, along with all of our other Steelers coverage. Dale, thanks so much for doing the show with me. As always, it's always fun to do the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast with you. If you're enjoying the show, please please subscribe to us we're on apple spotify google Podcasts. also rate us five stars with a positive comment that doesn't just help us out it helps out every show on the podcast network whether whether it's dk's daily shots or 66 to 87 or pirates uh pirates uh podcast to be named later or my h2p podcasts 
all of those things get helped out by those things. Again, thanks to Dale. Thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. I'm Chris Carter. Be back in your ears next week with more Lolly Carter Steelers podcast as we get more eyes on what's going on in Steelers training camp.